If you uh, look up here on the screen, uh, our lesson for today, uh, we're going to walk alongside as John uh, recorded for us. <clears throat> as we say in the last few weeks, he is risen. He is risen wow, you're still in church. That's wonderful. Would you stand with me as we read this together? <clears throat> if you can see this far, say amen. If you cannot see this far, talk to your eye doctor tomorrow. Let us read together. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we found him about whom Moses in the law and all the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of this? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, He is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathaniel replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angel of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Almighty God, we ask now that you speak to us. Do something to us. And please, God, make it happen through us. God, I know I'm not worthy to do this work. I want to be faithful. Bear much fruit. Shape the words. Come forth from my mouth. Remove anything. You're being moved, being touched, being transformed being changed by you. Speak now. Help us to follow. Open our eyes so we can see. Give us hope. It is in your mighty name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen again. Margo. Margo. Your people need to get a life. You play this way too good. Um, <clears throat> the, the whole idea of hide and seek, there's a tension between the two. There's somebody who seek, there's somebody who hide. And it's always interesting when I would uh, participate in this game, I would hide behind, be, uh, beside the little one, especially the little one. When they hide, they are really excited about the possibility that they won't be found. Somebody say amen. amen. And it's funny to watch them when they hide. There is intensity in their body, in their tiny little mind, nobody will ever find them. Especially their parents, who bought the house, who know every closet, who knew every place in the house where they hide. But, but the interesting thing is when they hide, and if they hide somewhere outside, they can move around. There is the thing, when you hide, when these little ones hide, they can see where the seeker come. 
And they will constantly adjust themselves. And as they adjust themselves, they try to be quiet, but they never can, can be quiet. Because every move, it has something in there. And some of them are so into the game, they start kickling the whole time. They try to hide. And they, they never really get the idea. When you hide, you should not make a noise. You should not declare where you are. On Friday, on Friday, I happened to uh, come back uh, from Oklahoma. I, I went over there to do some business. And uh, on my way back, Gainesville, Texas, I get off the road. You know, there's, there's something about Texas. You know what I admire most about Texas? They spend a lot of money construction on the road. Somebody say, yes. I mean, you think airline drive is really bad? Drive to Texas. And so Gainesville, there was a, um, I was on I-35, and there was a huge construction that happened there. I needed some gas, so I get out and, you know, go to the gas station, get some. And it was one of those little gas stations that they have a little table, well, few table, on your way out. And there are some uh, see-through little container with some pie and some cakes and and when you walk by they was like I'm here <laughs> and, and, and and there are some for our flavor our individual flavors for me anything with nuts on it it must be good and so so this little it looked like a carrot cake or something I don't know if it was but there was some um, some pecans, little topping that was on top of that. And, and as I was passing by this one particular one, it was just like, you can't leave me here. So I reached for it and I took it. And so I get in my car, I stretch out a little bit, and now I have another, another hour to get back to Euless, Texas. A best friend, one of my best friends, I have about 30, 35 best friends. These are guys that I, that I travel with. Uh, I traveled the world with when I was still back in the island. And uh, we have seen a lot of the world. Uh, and so when you, when, when you have experience like that, I think you, you have those kind of experience. Uh, it's, it's like your life is tied together for life. No matter how far you are, when you come back together, it's just... You pick up right where you left off, and it's like, you know, they are they are brothers and sisters. They are best friends, and so my best friend, one of my best friends, is uh, one of his daughter got married. That's what this uh, this 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 thing came from. He got married yesterday. So anyway, uh, I I get back on the road, trying to get up on 35 to head home. And this construction was happening on I-35, and they have a little expressway on the, on the, on the side. Uh, and so uh, I, I was in a place where uh, the elevation was climbing up, and so they were building a wall, and they have, they have some, I don't know what they call it. I think this is the wall, and they have these wood things trying to hold up the wall while they were doing that. And the expressway, one side of it, toward the, uh, toward the neighborhood, to the, to the crowd, they have... <clears throat> They have a huge, I mean, it was, it was thick and it was high. Cement running over here. So it forces you to stay on that road. 
The only opening is, is the entrance to restaurants and all those kind of stuff. And on the other side, here's the highway, and you cannot escape. You stay here. And so I was going that way. <clears throat> and when you try to get, get back on, I have Siri on my, on my, uh, my phone, and, and it's an Australian lady voice. Her name is Honey. Because when she screams at me, she still sounds good with her accent. And so, uh, so Honey was trying to get me back on, on 35, and Honey doesn't care that I was on the expressway and there is a uh, red light and people stop. So I stopped. There was a pickup truck. I was in Texas after all. There was a pickup truck in front of me, and so I, I gave myself enough space. And then I look up, so, so in my little mirror here that allowed me to see back, uh, one of my daughter's little toys, she had this little bunch of toys, they are little animal figures, but it's so squishy that you can squeeze them, it's, it's like rehab kind of thing. You, you can squeeze in it, they'll, they'll get back instantly to the form and the shape where it was. And so, but these little toys, they, they can stick to classes. So uh, one day I found hers and I thought, I'll hide this. Then I stuck it up on this little mirror. And when I sit on the airline drive for some times and I need some prayers, what I do, I look up in that mirror and I'll poke that little thing. And so I was sitting there on the express drive and red light and I was poking this little thing. And I happened to look at the mirror, there was a Ford 450 was coming at me, behind me. And after all, it's a pickup truck in Texas. It's not just a stock pickup truck. They can wrap pipes all around this vehicle. They have pipes that go up and have big pipes that go that way and they have big old metal that go around. And I was like, we are on the expressway. There is no way this guy can go that fast. And I saw him from a distance, so I was just poking. And I say, surely, somebody say, surely. Surely he's going to stop. And I look up, and I was like, he's coming a little fast. And I look up, and I say, he's stopping. Ah! The wheels squeal. And then I blink, bam! He hit me. And I sat there. That's exactly what happened. The whole well, it was just like dead quiet. That's the first time I ever get involved with something like that. It's like, it's like a bowl of water that sit in a steady, no movement table, but the water is constantly moving in a bowl of water, and you don't know why it moves. It was, and my emotion was like that. It's like a little canvas in the, in the middle of the ocean. It was moving, and I don't, this is new experience for me. I don't know what this is. I look around, stuff was flying. I have two chainsaws that was behind me. They were flying at me, and uh, the back seat, you know, able to protect me. And these chainsaws have chains and bars on it. And I sat there. I was like, what am I going to do? 
All of a sudden, I, I opened my door, and there was a yeah, tall little guy. He was an older guy, big old buckle in his belt. And he had a big old hat, a hat in his head. And I was like, dude, that hat is too big. I don't know how your little neck can hold up this big hat. And he said, are you okay with a big old thing here? Are you okay? I say, yes, sir, I'm okay. I look around, I look down my knee. Evidently, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I think I, I was trying to hold the airbag in. It didn't pop, but I put my knee up. And so I have a little, you know, little skin kind of scrap there. It was like no big deal. And uh, I was like, I'm rolling my neck. Like, I know what I'm doing. What, is that what you're supposed to do? And I just sat there. And evidently I create. A, so, so I thought that I gave the pickup truck in front of me enough space that I didn't touch it. So somebody asked that we move to the side. So the traffic goes, so we move to the side. <laughs> And then I realized this pickup truck have a trailer. There are five horses, pregnant horses, that he was pulling. And all that weight, his truck could not lock. And the trailer, suppose, supposedly, he have a system in there that suppose when you instantly brake, you're supposed to lock in. And he say it didn't get locked. I say Marco and Paulo was coming to get me. And he get me right away. And I was, I was just like, like those little children. I was, I ball up my, my, my muscle. I, I, I was waiting for the impact. Even I thought in my mind, surely it's not gonna hit me. And he did. Here we find Phillips. Philip came, and he was just doing his own thing. And there is this, the seeker who was coming on the way, and he simply looked at Philip and said, follow me. Follow me. Two little revolutionary words, follow me. And kind of opened us up to another follow me that he called people who have a profession that they know exactly what it is. And he called them to follow him to teach them something in their profession they don't know about. If you are having the title of profession in any area, that means you have some knowledge, some deep, wide knowledge of what it is. And here's this Jesus who called these people, follow me, to teach them about their profession, about something they don't know. This is the goal for the church. Follow me. And when Jesus called the church to follow him, it means that we are to follow a Jesus and he will teach us stuff that we don't know how to do. Unfortunately, churches, a lot of time we have systems and organizations and committees that we believe we know better than Jesus what to do. And, and here's Jesus, we're going to teach you how these things are supposed to work. And he get in the way of the mission, of the mission to find, to seek. And then, the, the, then he turn in that we will create and they will come to find us and seek us. It's supposed to be the other way around. 
that we go and find and seek. It's not that we create and they'll come and find and seek us. It's supposed to be the other way around. Follow me means we're going to go. And so the, the story, you just go there and, and Philip, Philip, follow me means go tell someone else. And Philip went and found Nathaniel and he told Nathaniel about it. Happened to be Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree. In the ancient days, that's where the rabbi do their work. It's a signal that this is a rabbi. This is a teacher. And Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree. I remember that. I grew up, I remember some islands where I was in school back home. The only school room that we were studying was under trees. And when the weather changed, we gotta go home because there's no protection. And I came here and I was like, I am so spoiled. I have school rooms, <laughs> I have desks. And sometimes we have too many rooms and we have too many buildings. We even afford to let them just run. And I remember, every time I read this, I remember days that I would go to school and this is the only school room I have, it's on the trees. And try to learn, or at least my classmate learned. I was like, there's a butterfly, there's an ant. What are they doing? And there is Nathaniel was sitting over there and he was doing his Nathaniel thing. So he was told by a follow me guy, we found him, the one that the law and the prophet talk about, Jesus, the one from Nazareth. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Nathaniel have this statement, it's just amazing. Is there anything good come out of Boza City? That's what Nathaniel say. When, when, when I was living on the other side, when I first got here, to this, you know that little muddy water between us, between here and there. I had the feeling that the people over there say, if you go across, there's something bad on the other side. And I'm living here long enough, it's like, if you go across to the other side, you're a traitor. It's, it's, it's a funny thing. And here's Nathaniel who simply say, is there anything good come out of Nazareth. You know what Nathaniel is pointing to? Because Nathaniel talked about Jesus was making a proclamation about Nathaniel that he is a true Israelite. And the conversation between Jesus and Nathaniel is a conversation that take them to Genesis 25. The source, the very first time we introduced to, to Israel. His former name used to be Jacob. You remember Jacob? The one who stole, the one who lied and cheat, the one who manipulate, Jacob, that one. That's where Israel come from. And then, and then he stole, he lied by the help of his mom, and then he ran for his life because his brother Esau was so mad. He ran for his life and he ran right into God. I know that kind of guy. I got in the airplane, left for United States. Because I thought United States, I was told United States so big, you can travel days before you get somewhere. And I thought God will never find me. I'm going. Because I didn't want to do church work. I'm going to go to the United States and God will get lost in the United States. He won't find me. And there, and there is Jacob ran and then this stranger show up 
wrestled with him in a dream. And then a funny thing happened in that wrestling match. He held on and he asked this, I won't let you go until you bless me. I won't let you go until you bless me. This, brothers and sisters, family and friends, there are sometimes in our season of life, this is all we got is hold on. Matter of fact, this is the promise for the church, for the mission of the church. Hold on to God's promises in our life. If you don't know that kind of holding on, you just wait until a loved one, until something dramatic happened in your life. When you feel like there is everything in your life are falling apart. What you have is you hold on to your prayer life. You hold on to the promises of the Bible, the promises of God. You hold on to the promises that Jesus said he will do. That's what Israel means. He held on to the stranger that he wrestled with until that stranger blesses him. And that, my brothers and sisters, family and friends, this is a promise for our life, our journey. We got to hold on to. Because this stranger will bless us. It is an interesting, amazing journey just realize this, realize this. Jacob do not deserve to be blessed. He stole, he deceived, he manipulated. What kind of God who blesses people like that? You tell me, what kind of God who seek out people like that and hold on to, wrestle with, and then those people ask for forgiveness, those people ask for blessing, and this God continue to manage to bless them? Aren't you grateful that this God who does that for Jacob is still doing it for you and for me? Because if the way he blesses us is according to the way that we perform, how we try to manage and navigate our life to be perfect, poor us, isn't it? We'll never get any blessing because we such screw up every day of our life. But this God decided just to bless us, broken, thief, lying, manipulate Jacob. This God refused just to stay holy. He's coming to the midst of brokenness and suffering and running away for life. Because that's what it means to follow me. To find broken people. Find terrified people and give them hope. I'll leave you with this image. Because this is, maybe this will, will make the point for you. My best friend, his daughter got married yesterday. So when he married his wife, his wife from a previous marriage, bring these kids, and this daughter was, was one of them. And uh, her biological dad had a massive stroke a few years back. And he's in a wheelchair. Can't walk for himself. He had to need help. Can't talk much. And so when when all the 
bridesmaid and all the groomsmen came. There was the moment when the father had to walk down the aisle. And the door busted open. The little wheelchair moving. And I thought that little wheelchair would just keep on rolling. No, it stopped at the very back. And then this dad. Shaky hand and all. Try to get up with the assistance of others. Walk. I mean, unbelievable tenacity. I think that walk was longer than the whole service. Nobody questioned, nobody looking at the clock, nobody cares. There were no dry eye in their sanctuary. A father, possible, the last walk with his daughter. And then the question came, who is giving this woman to marry this man? And he stood there. Uh, that's all he got out. Because that's all he can say. Because that's the only talk that his body is able to do. And it was more than enough. As I thought about following this Jesus, I think that's what they look like. This Jesus will go to hell and back. We'll get out of a wheelchair if he need to, to walk you up and down with me to the cross and back. For the next song, it'll be an opportunity for the bride to dance with her dad. And we all knew he can't get off. A little wheelchair will move to the floor. And then she walked over there and held out her hand. And he stood, trying to balance his falling body. And then at some point in time, dancing to the song, dancing with my father. She held her hand, his hand up so she can turn. Not just once, twice. She held his hand up so she can turn. Church, to follow this Jesus Christ. It's an invitation to come and see. To come and see. And when, when the world see that this is what it looked like in the church and through the church, it will change everything. Because a God who cares will do anything and everything to honor his children 
you and me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So God, we thank you. For giving us an opportunity to go back to you. Thank you for your willingness to continue to walk us, to dance with us, to give us an opportunity just to be your sons and daughters in this broken world. Thank you for giving us hope, giving us a mission, a purpose that is greater than our own preferences and our own desire. Thank you for seeking us while we hide. It is in your mighty name, Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's people say amen.